All right. Today's episode of the Goldcast is coming in late. I was on my honeymoon and my esteemed brother, the greatest fanos in the game, Raymond Solis the first. He had to do the editing duties and a little bit of a learning curve. He's the greatest fanos in the game, but you know, he's a first time editor. So uh, Raymond actually produced this episode. I was calling in via Hotlanta off of a uh, a pretty wild and uh, fun victory. Jaguars coming up next. Oh, this is tough. I don't you guys. I'm nervous. This is like it's like the season's been rebooted. But anyways, here's the episode. Better late than never. My apologies. YouTube got it a little bit earlier because it was easier for my brother to upload this to YouTube than he than it was to iTunes. And so iTunes is getting it late. My apologies to our iTunes subscribers. Man, we're now in the double thousands. We're in the two thousands. Thank you so much. This is amazing. Um this uh, the podcast has been blowing up, and we're getting a lot of feedback, wonderful feedback um, from everybody across the board. Lots of new subscribers, lots of new friends and followers that are like us. You guys are San Francisco homers, super hyped about where the 49ers are going and just the overall direction of San Francisco sports in the last decade. So awesome. But here we go. Without any further ado, this week's episode of the Goldcast. We'll be back this Sunday. And a new one will be up. Uh, generally, we, we record Sunday, and a new one will be up, you know, it'll be usually Sunday, late Sunday night, early Sunday morning. But, anyways, here's last week's episode. Sorry it came late, but I still want you guys to get it. All right, we'll talk soon. Today's episode of the Goldcast is sponsored by Oh My God, We've Just Won Three Games in a Row. Oh My God, Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo's nickname might be. Gucci Garoppolo depends on who you're coming from. Commercial name, by the way, it's sponsored by today's episode of the Goldcast. So, Raymond, before we get started, why don't you let them know where we can find where they can find us? You can like us on Facebook.com/slash/TheGoldcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at TheGoldcast underscore. You can also follow us on Instagram at TheGoldcast. You can also subscribe to us via iTunes, YouTube, and Stitcher. All under the same moniker of the Goldcast. Follow, like, subscribe, leave comments, leave reviews. If you like what you hear, let us know in the comment section. Let us know in the review section of iTunes. Share with your friends. Bump us up. Spread the word. Niners are winning. That's always a good thing. So get on the bandwagon. Join the faithful. We like it. We like to hear from you. That's right. Join the faithful. Oh, hold on for a second. Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know that's real controversial. We, we they're they're we're split right down the middle. Some 49er fans like if you're going Gucci Garoppolo, some don't. Either way, I'm on the side that goes it's Gucci Garoppolo, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. Anyways, we're gonna talk about it after the intro. Here we go, Goldcast. Let's get busy. San Francisco, are you ready? This is the Goldcast. Boom! Welcome to another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the Voice of the Faithful. I'm your host, Rudin Solis and with me is my brother, my co-host. Raymond Solis the First, baby. Boom! Oh, Gold Cast, I'm coming live and direct, straight out of the ATL Atlanta here. Let's get busy. Raymond, you know, but the Gold Cast Nation doesn't know, I'm in Atlanta right now. I'm in the ATL. 
You are, and just to be clear, Rudy's not an Atlanta Falcon fan. He's not there for the Falcons game, which is actually tomorrow. But Thank you. He's there for other purposes that have nothing to do with football. It just happens to be a coincidence. So please don't take it the wrong way. If you do, you're a moron. Thank you, brother. Straight up. I couldn't have said it better myself. My brother, the greatest fanalist in the game, just dropped it on you. I am only here for a mini moon, a mini honeymoon. It just coincidentally happened to fall on the same day that the 49ers are playing the Tennessee Titans week three of Jimmy Garoppolo. So, Raymond, I've got to tell you about this. This this situation is is insane. So, here I am. I'm in Atlanta. So, okay, first of all, the times are all messed up. I've heard a lot of people complain about how early the West Coast, the Best Coast, the Left Coast games are. I've heard about this. But if you're not actually from the East Coast, the times are all screwed up. So, Raymond, to give you some perspective, I woke up at like 10 a.m. this morning, and, and I was told that the first games were going to be at 1 o'clock. Okay, what's the first call? 1 o'clock for my brain, that's the second round of games. But here in Atlanta, that's the first round. That's 10 a.m. to you guys on the West Coast. So the first games happening on the East Coast start at 1 o'clock, which is 10 a.m. on the West Coast. Please try and follow. So then the 49ers are the 1 o'clock games. The 1 o'clock games, brother, start at 4 o'clock. In fact, they don't really start at 4 o'clock. They start at 4.25. That is the 1 o'clock games. They start at 4.25 on the East Coast, but they start at 1.25 on the West Coast. Holler if you hear me. Keep going. So then the final game, the final game in my world starts at 8.25, and your world starts at 5.25, so the 49 game started at 425, but it wasn't the 5 o'clock game. It was the 1 o'clock game. And then the final game uh, uh, for the whole Sunday in America was at 825, but it was at 525 in your world. That was the Cowboys against the Raiders. Can you possibly follow any of this? That's insane. It's like you're in another country. That's what it sounds like. That's what it, basically what it sounds like. To me, it's like, oh, cool. So you were in um, Argentina and you were watching sports from Argentina. That's great. You know, I hope you enjoyed that Malbec, and I hope the sun was in your face, and hope you and your wife were on the beach. That sounds like a great time. Anyways, let us know when you come back through Atlanta um, and then come back to San Francisco, and then uh, we'll watch some sports at uh, the regularly scheduled showtimes. Thank you. Basically, brother, every game you can think of that we love and adore, a.k.a only games consisting of the 49ers versus somebody happened like three hours later than I was accustomed to. And while that was kind of fun, all right, ready for this? I'm going to drop a bomb on all the gold cast nations. So, so listen, so first of all, so I'm watching this game in Atlanta. I'm at this bar. This entire bar is basically made up of nothing but, um, Steelers fans and all they're watching, which we don't mind, by the way, I don't mind Steelers fans. That's, I like, that's I like the Steelers. Point. That's a good point. And I'll say this. Every Steelers fan I've ever met really doesn't have an issue with 49ers fans because we've never faced each other in the Super Bowl. We, we've never really – well, obviously, we don't face each other in the playoffs. Like we, Our teams, while we've both accumulated many Super Bowl wins, we've never played each other for those Super Bowl wins. So that's kind of, I think, the reason why we don't need to be – all right, so going, going back – this situation. So 
I'm at this Steelers bar in Atlanta, and this bar is rooting for Steelers versus Patriots, the, the big game that was happening at the same time that the Niners were trying to squash the Tennessee Titans' chances of getting into the playoffs. So the Steelers lose the game in a very, very controversial, very controversial um, final play that I thought, I think everyone in the world thought was a touchdown except for New England fans. And obviously, again, when it comes down to Vegas, New England fans are always right. So they get the, they get the, they get the non-touchdown call. So the second that game ended, brother, this was the weirdest thing. So I, I'm watching all these Steeler fans root for the Steelers. I'm watching all these Pats fans root against the Steelers. Then that game ends in the most controversial fashions and Steelers lose the game, Pats win, and all of a sudden, brother, all of those Pats fans turned to my TV screen and started chanting, Jimmy G, Jimmy G. And they started rooting for Jimmy Garoppolo to beat the Tennessee Titans. So can I tell you, as someone who is an avid, avid Boston Patriots, Celtics, you know, Red Sox, anything, hater. Do you know how weird it was for all the Patriots fans to turn around, look at my TV screen and go, there's Jimmy G, and now we're going to root for Jimmy G, and we want him to win because our Patriots just won. That was so weird. Is that weird? I'm in Atlanta, and Patriots fans are cheering for the 49ers to win because of Jimmy G. So again, we have a situation where you're clearly out of the country. I'm glad that your international travel has been so positive (laughs) and unique. It's great. Let us know when you um, fly back through Houston and then, you know, reconnect back to uh, good old California there because that is bizarro land. Um, That would probably be the only instance in my life that I would ever accept such such behavior from Pats fans at all Um, because I could care less too. Exactly. I really could, but that's just so weird. I mean, I understand obviously why they're doing it. It'd be like, it'd be like if I go to a bar and the Chiefs game was on. I probably wouldn't chant Alex Smith, but I would be rooting for Alex Smith. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so let so let me ask you a couple questions. All right. So having said that, yes, super weird. So I am probably the only 49ers fan in America that right now just sat through a situation where the Patriots fans literally rooted for their team then turned around and rooted for the 49ers i literally it was so surreal because i hate the patriots i sat through a bar in atlanta and watched patriots fans root for the 49ers and jimmy garoppolo to beat the tennessee titans this bar went from patriots to 49er fans within two minutes that's the weirdest fucking thing i've ever seen so let's go back to this though so having said that how do you feel because i've already got people coming the new nickname right now the new nickname for Jimmy Garoppolo is Gucci Garoppolo. Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. I want to know, Ray, what are your thoughts? I've obviously obviously already hinted at my thoughts. How are your feelings on the new nickname for Gucci, Gucci Garoppolo? Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. Well, Gucci gang. The, uh, whatever the hell you're saying there in the latter part of, of the moniker doesn't make any sense. And the former part, um, unfortunately, just doesn't have a whole lot of substance to it. 
it's 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 going to be a short-lived gimmicky thing that probably lasts this week. I don't see it really lasting. I mean, like Joe Montana, Steve Young actually didn't have any monikers that I could think of, at least none that really kind of made it to the mainstream fans. He probably had some in the locker room, and I know Joe Montana obviously had a more than one. Um, all of them that were kind of Super Joe, Cool Joe, Broadway Joe, all of those had nice ring to it. But uh, the Gucci thing, I understand it, it's relevant because that's something that's relevant in these modern times, but I just don't think it has – it's so weird that we're even talking about this. I just don't see the, see it having any long-term, <laughs> long-term relevance to really – you know, maybe somebody makes a shirt out of it and somebody stupidly buys it. But as far as I'm concerned, I – don't really care. It doesn't really sound all that snazzy to me, and I think that something better is going to come along. Oh, man, I love, I love Gucci Garoppolo. Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. I, lo- I love, I love Gucci Garoppolo. Okay, so, so Goldcast Nation, you let us know in, in the in the comments. So first of all, Ray, before we even get like super deep, can we talk about how insane the comments have been on the Goldcast Nation? Like everybody's coming out the woodwork. The comments are insane, and we want to thank you guys. Back that up. Yeah, you guys have been awesome in the comments. I've tried to answer a bunch of them. We've gotten a bunch more since then, and other other conversations of users, you know, t- speaking with other users, um, which is great because we love to see that. It's not just about talking to us. Of course, we like we like to see how you guys talk amongst each other and how you guys, you know, spin ideas and spin your football thoughts around amongst each other's too. That's obviously really awesome to see, but we do really appreciate all the support and all of, uh, thank you and welcome to all of our new subscribers. It's hard to go through all the names here, but most of them have been on YouTube. So we really appreciate the support, you know, keep sharing, keep, uh, sending out information. There's going to be a lot of new changes that we'll get to towards the end of the show. Um, um, coming in for the new year that I think a lot of you guys will be um, excited about and uh, we'll, we'll save the, the details for that later, but definitely time to get into the game here. Cause I know yes. you're all wanting to hear about that. I know you guys are. Yes. Raymond, let me, let's give a little bit of hint of that. So the gold cast, first of all, gold cast has been blowing up. Thank you everybody. We have so many new subscribers, new comments. People are jumping on and it is so dope and we love it. And, you guys have been requesting a very specific thing, and we're going to talk about it at the end of the show. Stay through to the end of the show to talk about the direction of the Goldcast in 2018 because we are delivering exactly what they've been asking for. Am I right, Ray? It's happening. It is happening. In fact, it, it just made some decisions were made today to ensure that things uh, that 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 very thing happens. Exactly. So we're going to talk about it at the end. Stay through to the end of the episode. When we get to the Vegas odds, we will talk about it. But first, Raymond, let's get into it. You are the greatest panelist in the game. I am waiting, dying to hear your opinion. Jimmy Garoppolo, a.k.a. Gucci Garoppolo, a.k.a. Gucci Gang, a.k.a. every controversial name you could think of. We have won three games in a row. Raymond, Jimmy G has passed more yards as a starting quarterback than any other starting quarterback in his first three games ever. He has passed for back-to-back 300-yard games for the first time since 2000. Raymond, I want to hear your thoughts. Jimmy G is the truth, and he is putting it down super hard in these first three games. Ray, you're the greatest fan in the game. Tell me, what do you think? 
Well, I thought when we reviewed this last week that it would there would kind of be a similar similar situation where in Houston. Now remember, Chicago was a middle of the road defense with a subpar passing or middle of the road defense in both categories. So not very good, but not not great. Not 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 very good, but not terrible. Houston was a top ten rushing defense and a subpar passing defense, where they did pretty good against Hyde, and Hyde Hyde actually had some pretty good runs against them. And then, but Jimmy G, but because because they were limit, they were forcing Jimmy G to beat him with their arm. They 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 tested Jimmy, and Jimmy kind of carved them up, you know, in zone coverage, in man coverage. And now we go over to Tennessee. Where they are a top five uh, rushing uh, defense that clearly, clearly shut down Carlos Hyde and Matt Breida. I mean, neither of them had more than twenty-five yards. So, I expected something similar where they were going to force Jimmy G to beat him with their arm, and if that was the case, that their passing defense was just as good or as, or sorry, just as below average as Houston. Meaning that if that was going to be the case, then I would expect similar results. Meaning Jimmy G would have a really strong passing game. I was hoping I was hoping he would get into the end zone more than once. Again, just got in there that one what? time. But um, we see the results coming into again, where Jimmy G is extremely efficient in passing, where he just threads the needle between defenders. There was a couple times where he had some risky balls thrown and Marquise Goodwin kind of bailed him out. There was the comebacker that he wrestled away from the defender in one play. Then there was the fade route into the end zone that he basically turned into a defensive back and slapped the ball out. So that was a couple times where he bailed him out. But other than that, there was the the, the, the amazing rollout play where he rolls out to his right in the end zone and then finds Garrett Selleck um, on the run, making a terrific throw to – and basically only put it where Garrett Selk could find it. And it was a really low trajectory throw. I mean, it's just so many different hey, plays I don't like want to that. interrupt, but Raymond, holy crap. Can we talk about the garoppolo Selk connection this week? Jesus Christ. It was insane. It was insane. Yeah, or how about Kendrick Bourne, the you yeah, know, the guy who came up. in? Yeah, he had a couple huge plays. So continue, continue. So uh, just really, really efficient day overall. Um, just, I just kept seeing, you know, making plays. The, the third down percentage was really, really high again today, over 50% or around 50%, I believe it was. So it's... Kurt Taylor was brought back into the game after kind of, you know, kind of disappearing last week. He was brought back in and made some huge conversions. Not a, not a lot, but it's some huge conversions on, on, you know, third and long. Yeah, I mean, rushing. We did not. We did not have a very efficient rushing game for again third week in a row where we've really struggled to establish the run, and it's going to get it's going to get marginally better against the Jags. But it's going to be the exact inverse of the Jags, where the Jags will have a okay rushing defense, but in the best pass defense in the NFL. So that will be a huge test for Jimmy G, and we'll get to that. But let's just stick to today's game or this game right now for now. For, for all intent, intended purposes. Again, 50% and third down conversions. They were 7 for 14. Amazing. Jimmy G nearly had 400 yards. 381 yards, 31 for 43. I mean, just Passed off the over charts. Eight different, eight different receivers. Yes, eight different ones. Including, including himself with the batted pass. That was batted right back <laughs> into his arms. Yes, exactly. Jimmy G is so good, he can pass to himself. Okay, so okay, so let's let's okay, so hold on. I already know the Goldcast Nation, and the Goldcast Nation is sharp, especially right now. 
Goldcast Nation, you guys have been coming out the woodwork on YouTube, on iTunes. You guys have been blowing it up, and these cats are sharp. So I'm going to drop already the same thing that they're going to ask us, already the haters. And I'm not, not hating in a bad way. I love you haters. But this is what the haters are going to say. Raymond, what is up with the conversion within 20 yards? Red zone conversion. How come we cannot take we can get all the way down to the red zone and we cannot turn in touchdowns. That is very, that's very similar to Alex Smith. What is the problem? I already can hear Goldcast Nation bitching at us on YouTube going, okay, love you guys. Yes, you're right. But what the hell on red zone conversion? Why can we, how come we can march all the way down to the red zone, but how come we cannot create a touchdown? That's what they're going to ask. I'm going to ask you right ahead. What's the deal, brother? Break well, it down. The, the deal is I think there's just – first of all, red zone is really hard for any NFL team. It really is. And it, the reason is because you have a shorter field to play with. You're basically playing within 20 yards, which doesn't give a whole lot of room for – so it's not like you're running like a go route or a deep route if you're a receiver. You're running small button hook plays. You're running crossing routes. You're running out in the flats. And so the defenders don't have, you know, they ha- they have a, they, you're basically, because the field is shorted, it's almost like by default, like you, you only have so much room to play with. So you're like forced to play in a really small, small zone. So okay. you can, you can play man. So meaning that the defender doesn't have to cover a lot of ground for his receiver. He just says, I have to cover within this little 10, 10 yard, you know, 15 yard span. And I just be, need to follow him around here. It's a lot easier to do than to say like, let me follow him deep down in a sprint, you know, that where we're, I'm, there's a good chance I can get beat in that sprint or I'm, or I'm going to do a really quick comebacker and, and I'm not going to, I don't know when that's going to come, but here I know at least if it is going to come, it's going to come within these 15 yards, these 10, 15 yards. So everything is a little bit more predictable because you're playing with a shorter field by default. So the defender has a lot more room to play with anticipation and route and trying to catch routes because they're not going, they're not going to go very far. So that's one element. The other element, which I think is the bigger element, at least as an if the as the Niners are concerned, is that we just are missing kind of that big threat. We're missing that like you know that big Jimmy Jimmy Graham threat. I mean, Garrick Sell has come through the last few weeks, of course, with some touchdown grabs, which has been terrific. So Marquise Goodwin, Marquise Goodwin has been playing his mind out. Another game with over 100 yards, 10 receptions. The last three games have been insane. He's on he's on pace for you know a hundred a uh, thousand yard season. So. But with only like half a season, which is insane. Right. Well, I mean, half half a season with with a good quarter with a good quarterback. Yes, exactly. That's what I mean. You know, but and and he obviously doesn't have the the touchdown numbers to kind of match some of the more elite you know wide receivers out there like Antonio Brown. But you know, he's getting there with another with more talent put around him and Pierre Garçon coming back next season. That'll obviously change the dynamic of passing threats and make us even more potent on the field, which will open up our red zone efficiency because obviously we don't have it there. The other aspect of it is we had no running game. Carlos Hyde only had 25 yards. He yeah. off of 16 attempts, 25 yards. Matt Breda only had five attempts for 16 yards. So Brett, yeah. Matt Breda couldn't even get more yardage than Carlos Hyde's attempts. So, I mean, Good, Goodwin had the best run of the day, you know, the, the one running play that was given to him, he got 10 yards off of, and I believe that was in the opening drive, which is a very good drive, by the way. But that, that no, the, the, the no huddle drive in the fourth quarter that led to the Robbie Gold winning field goal, that was amazing. 
just some huge, huge holes let you know let up by the defense, and Jimmy G just found you know hit those guys like almost like he knew it was coming and got huge chunk yardage plays to put Robbie Gold in position to get that game winner walk off. It was just amazing. Garoppolo is just I, three games straight. We've seen the exact same Jimmy Garoppolo all three games. We've faced anywhere from middle of the road to below average defenses in the passing game, which is which is a sign that says, hey. Regardless of whether this is a losing team or, in in Tennessee's case, a playoff contending team, Raymond Jimmy Garopp- was trying was trying to solidify a position in the playoffs in the AFC. This was their chance. This was their chance. This was it. If they win this game, they go to the playoffs. If they lose, they got to wait another week. And we stopped it. That, I mean, that's just a lot. Well, it does because everyone was saying like, "Oh, you beat the last two weeks. You beat two, four, and nine teams." And it's like, okay, great, but like, how do you do again? Here, here's another big test where we're playing a playoff team. So next week will obviously be another huge test with the Jaguars, which we'll get to. But here was another big test where I think that Jimmy G, Jimmy G answered the call yet again. And I get it. So better running defense, and they took away the running game from us. But even if we have to become one-dimensional with Jimmy G, he's so good at throwing the ball. I mean, he his completion percentage was 72% today. 72% against a, a defense that statistically was just as good or as bad as as um, Houston's. But still, they had the inverse record. You know, they came this, in is, this is this is an 8-5 team. This is exactly. an 8-5 team that came into San Francisco. And in order for them to clinch a playoff spot had to beat us and they lost. Right. And and they had a they had a good running duo in Demarcus Murray and Henry and Marcus Mariota is also a threat to run, although he didn't really run today. Richard Matthews is their number one receiver. He had a he had a pretty yeah, big game. He had a good regardless. day. Eric Decker was very good today. Delaney Walker had the fumble but then also came back with a touchdown catch. You know, Davis had a few catches for I think twenty, twenty six, twenty eight twenty eight yards. So but on the other side um, Goodwin, 114 yards. Kendrick Bourne, 85 yards. Garrett Sellett had 63. George Kittle had 52. Trent Taylor had 40. Kyle Juszczyk, uh contributed with two catches for about 16 yards. Carlos Hyde was also pretty decent out of the backfield, so or out of the uh, as a receiver. So uh, our passing attack is just because look, it's Marcus Mariota, you know, second year man going against Jimmy Garoppolo, four year man studying under Tom Brady. So he's obviously going to outplay quarterbacks like this because he's just clearly he's far superior than Marcus Mariota by a long shot. Even though Marcus Mariota had a had a good game statistically, two touchdowns, he was very efficient, twenty three for thirty three, two hundred forty one yards. But Jimmy G was obviously way more potent and effective in the plays because it led to the win. You know, so 31 for 43, 72%, 381 yards. I mean, Colin Kaepernick did that like, I don't know, less than a, against against Green Bay his third time. Yeah, I mean, like he, he the the point is that Jimmy G. This is something that we is not like. I don't really think it's a fluke, and I'm not going to chalk it up to a fluke. This is something that's going to be. He's this is how he plays. This is not like the fluke. The fluke, you know game that Colin Kaepernick had against Green Bay in the opener, you know, in 2013. It's not, it's not going to where where he doesn't throw like that ever again, ever again. So the Jimmy G, we can expect this out of Jimmy G because he's been put in situations where his running game is being taken away and he's forced to beat teams with his arm and he's answered the call three straight times, you know? <clears throat> well, okay. Okay. So, so giving back to that again, I'm going to, I'm going to bring up stats that were brought up during the game that I'm going to bring up right now. First of all, 
the most passing yards ever performed by a starting a, a brand new starting quarterback for the 49ers ever most passing yards ever performed by a starting QB for the 49ers first three games ever done boom secondly first time we've had a quarterback that has passed for 300 yards back to back since 2000 we're going back to we're going that's on, jeff garcia territory that's all this we're going back to jeff garcia i was just about to say it we're going back to jeff garcia days okay like raymond let me ask you okay so i'm, I'm gonna ask you i'm lobbing it you've already stated it but raymond is jimmy garoppolo Gucci Garoppolo, my best friend, my new best friend, Gucci Garoppolo, is he the real deal? I think he's the real deal, and I think you can look look at the look at the opening drive. Go back to the beginning of the game. Look at the opening drive. One of the open, yeah, the opening drive where it's the first quarter. It's a third and five. Jimmy Garoppolo, um, basically the pocket. So he's in shotgun. He gets that. He gets the ball immediately. The pocket breaks down. He has to. He gets flushed out to his left, and then he's throwing off balance, and he just throws this little floating lob that gets that lands right in front of Trent Taylor, and Trent Taylor has to make a diving catch and converts the third and five. I mean, it was amazing. And Trent Taylor had to adjust his route. He sits. He sits. He sits. Then Trent Taylor adjusts, then runs over to the side, and then gets down and makes a catch. I mean, all Jimmy G keeping the play alive. Just amazing. Amazing throw there. And no, there was so incredible. many of that. Was, was, that was like that's like the first one that I'm thinking of. But there was so many like that. I think there was a that same drive. What was it? It was third and eighteen when he hit Selleck. Yep. I mean, they were short. They ended up settling for a field goal. But the point is, he he made just an incredible throw where he threads it right where only Selleck can get it. Selleck obviously didn't get the first down, but the point is the the step up, the throw, the pocket awareness. He took some shots today too. He took some serious shots he today. He did. The offensive line, that's a concern. The offensive line did a terrible job. Literally, I don't know about you, but I was, there was two or three plays where I'm like, this blitz is coming. Oh, there it is. I can see the blitz from my couch. And I know it wasn't even a shot that he got sucked. I literally am watching the blitz happen from my couch. And, and you know what I mean? And, and it happens. I mean, you, you saw that too, yes? Yes, there was the one where it came later in the game. I think yes, uh, like beginning of – Yeah, late third quarter, early fourth quarter, where there was a linebacker blitz into the B gap. And – um, Carlos Hyde is basically supposed to pick that blitz up, and he failed to. He decided to double team with Joe Staley. The guy comes in untouched, and by the time Carlos Hyde realizes it, all he can do is basically stick out his right arm to try and slow him down. But it obviously is not going to do anything, and he just you know pummels Jimmy Garoppolo into the ground. I mean, and that's that's why I think obviously offensive line is going to be a huge huge um, priority for them going into the draft and even in free agency because. You, if Jimmy G continues to take hits like that, uh, you know he's only human, and he's not exactly the biggest quarterback. He's not a Cam Newton, and meaning that if he continues and to take, and he's not. And we've already seen it's not like it's not like when you're coming in for the sack, that guy can break off for a 95 yard run. He's not the fastest dude in the world. He's a pocket passer. Like, he's not straight. fast, and he like running fast. is running is not something he thinks about or is is. is it's something that he looks like he doesn't even consider. Uh, the only he time he considered it was when he, when the 
ball got batted back into his hands. And obviously yeah. in that instance, he can't throw it again because now he's become a receiver. So it'd be legal. It'd be a forward lateral, be a loss of down. So he basically had to catch the ball and start to run. And he obviously he scrambled a couple times, you know, and for positive yardage sliding and all that kind of stuff. But it's something that obviously is a last resort, no option whatsoever. Jimmy G really does try to really has this innate ability to scan the field very briskly, make a quick decision and then thread the ball in the same decisive moment and and make and more more so make an accurate throw. Yes. Okay, so let, let's get back to my number one concern. Let's get back to it. Raymond, my number one concern is that Jimmy G is a beast, and I'm, I'm with you. Hey, I'm, I'm on the bandwagon. You you might not be. I'm on the Gucci Garoppolo bandwagon. That's the new nickname. That's the name. Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. Anyways. anyways Did you back. make up that latter part? What is that latter part? <laughs> No, that's 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 a that's a trap hip hop song. Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang. Gucci oh, gang. I see. Got it. Actually, you know what? Yeah, I there's no that. way that's sticking. <laughs> yeah, that's, no, 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 no one at NFL Network except for some of the ex pros are going to be able to say that, and that's just not going to stick. Maybe no, Car- you know if, if Carrie Champion says it on tomorrow on Monday, then I'll be like, all right, this is going to stick. Or Kate Adams on Good Morning Football, then then I'll be like, all right, this is. But you know, right? I don't I don't watch either of those people. On, on Good Morning Football, so I don't care. It's good game, good game, good game, good game, good game, good game. God, it's terrible. <laughs> I love it. I love it so good. Um, but okay, how do we Ray? How do we go from the, you know, the maestro, the guy who gets us down within twenty yards of a touchdown, and how do we go from that to Robbie Gould? How do we convert it instead of Robbie Gould to touchdowns? Where is the disconnect? I don't understand. He's the greatest pass in the game. Break it down. Tell us as the fans how that happens. What do we got to do? Well, we got to get we got to get healthy uh, in a couple of areas. Number one, an offensive line, so that we can actually have some. Because there's lots of times where 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 Hyde is not able to Hyde is not able to get running plays going because he's not getting a whole lot of push. So it's, it's twofold. You know, some of it is, these are, these are really good running defenses. So it's obviously you have to earn the yardage that you do get against teams like this. And so at the same time, because our offensive line is considered below average, that we're, that means that we're below average in pass protection and we're also below average in run blocking. So, that's another part, meaning that we don't necessarily have the personnel that's going to win some of those tight, short yardage battles that we should be, that the top offensive line groups are winning because they're more efficient, they're better at their job. You know, Zane Beatles is obviously not a long-term answer at right tackle. Trent Brown is. I don't know about Brandon Fusco. Brandon Fusco's okay. Daniel Kilgore is okay. But Daniel Kilgore makes lots of mistakes and gets penalties. Fusco gets beat a lot too. I think the left guard needs to be addressed and left guard and right guard need to be addressed. I, I did you need to get some some guys in there. I don't think Josh Garnett's the answer because he's been injured every every single year we've had him so far. So I I don't you know he's somebody that's kind of like on his on a on a hot seat. I would put him in even though he's kind of in the still in the middle of his rookie contract. But um you know offensive line particularly the guards are not busting out the holes through the gaps that 
Carlos Hyde would otherwise thrive through. I mean, before Frank, that was Frank Gore's bread and butters, run up the middle. He's not wasn't necessarily a toss sweep type of guy. Didn't have that outside edge speed, but he could get low and was very patient and could really get find his way to, through the middle and then and then start to burst his speed up field like that. And Carlos Hyde is similar in that vein, although, but he has a little bit better speed to get out get out from the outside on some of the sweeps and tosses, but. If we want to get more, in order to convert more touchdowns, to make a long story longer, basically we need a better number one wide receiver threat, and we need better offensive line to to get some better run blocking so that Carlos Hyde and Matt Breda can get some more penetration. Uh, At the same time, they were facing the the fifth best rushing defense in the NFL, and that's obviously going to you know play a factor too. So you're saying, okay, so let let me break this down for the Goldcast Nation. So you're saying, you're saying. One more season, we we it's just we we got we got to power through the next two weeks. Is one more season. Yeah, we're, we're just not there. It's going to be a lot harder next week too. A so lot harder it, next week. Well, I'm with, and I'm, we're literally we're about to jump into that, but I feel like what you're saying is that like we're just we're just one season away. Like we're it's just it's just not here this season. Like we, he just doesn't the, have the weapons. The, he just doesn't have the weapons to make. Yes, this but that's but here's the good news. Where before what's the good news? Before right news. before Halloween. We were thinking, gosh, we need so many pieces, including a quarterback. This is going to be, you know, a two, three-year process. Where if Jimmy G continues to play like this, you know, I'm pretty much convinced that this is this is what we're going to get from Jimmy G, game in and game out. So, yes, if we build around that, that now two, three-year trajectory has now become a one-year trajectory. Because we can already see a huge, huge, dramatic difference in the confidence of the team, the way they're playing, their efficiency on defense and offense, um, the receiving core, even though the fact that they're young and they lack a lot of experience. If, if that's the case, then we're basically, you know, a handful of pieces away, uh, you know, on both sides from from really contending for a playoff spot next year. I think there's a really good chance that we get back into the playoff hunt next season simply based on what we're seeing from Jimmy Garoppolo now. And I I don't think, I don't think it's really too far fetched to even be talking like this. No, I I don't. I'm with you 100%. Okay. So moving on, let's move on to one of our final topics of the evening. Jacksonville at San Francisco. Raymond, Tell me, what, where do you think the Vegas odds are? This is a huge game. This is the nastiest, meanest, roughest defense we, Jimmy Garoppolo has faced this thus far as the 49ers quarterback. Tell me, what are the Vegas odds, Jacksonville at San Francisco? What do you think they are? Tell me the exact number. Not, not, a, not a, you know, between this, I want the exact number. What do you think Vegas puts it at? I think they got Jacksonville up by seven points, seven to fourteen points. Well, well, well hold on, seven or fourteen? G- give me exact number. I'm gonna say ten points. Ooh. Raymond, your initial initial guess of seven was closer. They have Jacksonville minus five, five point favorites. Now, Raymond, and I'm with you. This is the toughest challenge yet the question is do you take that bet you know i think i think this is going to be a little bit too challenging for the niners because we just don't have enough personnel to be able to keep up with a team like this long term 
for four I think quarters. For four quarters, yeah. I, defensively, this is the this is the best pass defense in the NFL. So this is where Jimmy, I think, is going to see some some growing pains. And I'm not being pessimistic. I'm just being realistic because this is this, is this is the NFL. These are pro players. So here's the flip side: where the last few weeks we've played good rushing defenses and subpar passing defenses, this is going to be the exact opposite. Where now it's the inverse, where we're going to face a really good passing defense and a subpar rushing defense. So this is now a chance, not necessarily for Jimmy Garoppolo to bail out this team. This is a chance for the offense to really get a little bit more balanced with the running game helping to support Jimmy G's, Jimmy G's effort because this is a below-average rushing defense, and this is the only weakness that, weakness that the Jags have is that they're not very good against the run. So if Carlos Hyde and Matt Breida can really establish something for Jimmy Garoppolo, that will open play-action pass and force them to not have to necessarily force us not to be one-dimensional. Because if they take away the run and force us Jimmy G to beat him with their arm, they're gonna we're going to play right into Jacksonville's game. They're going to say, go ahead, do that. That's what we want you to do. We want you to play against all of our top corners. That can So expect a lot of man coverage. Expect... Uh, expect I expect some more blitzing to happen this game too, because uh, I also expect uh, a lot of I expect some zone in there too. But I think that I think Jacksonville's more man coverage because they have really good corners that can just kind they of do. cover anybody. So I expect a more single high cover one man coverage. So you'll see guys up on the line, single high safety in the back. It's usually the the telltale sign of man coverage. But um, offensively, this is a team that's also the number one rushing team in the NFL. So and the Niners are struggled against the run, you know, pretty yeah. much all, all season long. So I don't expect them to all of a sudden, you know, have show the best, their best, you know, rushing defense ever. Cause our, our rushing defense is not, not as, as about as good as um, Jacksonville's rushing defense. So, so, so give you're or saying, take a few ranks. Well, you're, so you're saying, you're saying Vegas says Jacksonville by five minus five. You're saying, Maybe take that bet. I think you should take that bet, and I, I, w- I would say, in fact, I and it think, hurts. I th- it, hurt, it hurts. It does. Though. I think Jacksonville um, gets the over on that. Okay. All right. There you go. They say Raymond says he takes you takes the over. Now, before we finish, Raymond, let's address the comments on YouTube because people have been asking for the Gold Cast Nation to take it a step further we kind of hinted at the beginning of this episode that we were going to talk about the direction of the gold cast nation going into 2018 do you want to drop it or should i drop it you you let me know where should we go who wants to drop it go ahead you can you can announce it okay so 2018 gold cast nation we have heard your requests we already believe this is where we needed to go anyways but then your requests on the comment section have only solidified where we thought we were going to go goldcast nation coming in 2018 we're going to be live and in person in 2018 you will see our faces you will see my vintage 49ers gear you're going to see my vintage giants gear my vintage warriors gear you're going to see my brother the greatest panelist in the game we are coming to you on YouTube live and direct. We're going to be not only live broadcasting the Goldcast every Sunday, every Sunday night. We're going to, you're going to be able to see it live, but you're going to see our faces per your request. Literally, Ray, tell, tell them. We had people going, yo, 
we want to see your faces or we're going to drop the gold cast. So then we had to do it. We already were talking about it. Well, we were already talking about it. We weren't doing it because people were threatening because that's stupid. If if one person puts a comment and threatens says, get cameras or I'm not going to sub, screw yourself, okay? I, I, don't talk to, I don't talk to other YouTubers <laughs> like that. That's bullshit. I follow like a dozen, a couple dozen YouTubers and all, all the comments I've left, none of them have ever said, do this to your show or I'm going to unsubscribe. I'm yeah, yes. or I'm out. Like okay, geez, I I forgot that that your one sub accounted for the hundreds and thousands of other subs that we've got. So, anyways, I'm not trying to single that one guy out because I, I, in other words, what he's saying is like, hey, I really like to watch YouTube content where I can see the the people that are doing the podcast and I can kind of see their facial reactions. I get that part, so I get where he's coming from. He just articulated it very poorly. However, well, we, were already on it. we were already talking about that as something that we wanted to do in in the new year in 2018 and we've actually ordered the cameras at least a couple of them today so they'll be here uh, in time for christmas and we'll get all that set up and have the software everything ready to go by you know january 18th and then we'll start a the new format and you know we'll look forward to your feedback then too because you know obviously that'll be something new that we'll be tinkering with all season long you know as we get into baseball and the the offseason of football and the warriors we'll, we'll shift gears to the warriors and you know see how they're doing i know it's still early for basketball so i know we haven't talked a lot about that yet and jimmy Garoppolo seems to steal all the spotlight right now just because he's the italian stallion and you know he's he's great to watch i know you know the ladies you, like to watch you mean, him for Ray, more than you mean that. you mean you mean Gucci Garoppolo? Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci. Gucci <laughs> See, gang, here's Gucci the thing: gang, Italian gang. stallion doesn't even sit either because that was something that was given to a fictional character in in Rocky Balboa. So that I, that was something. Even that's something that I've been saying because it has a nice ring to it. I don't think that's going to stick either because I, a I haven't heard anybody say that other than me, and b um, it's it's something that we associate Rocky Balboa with, not Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. You tell us in the comments what, what you think Jimmy Garoppolo's <laughs> you know, nickname we'll, should be. We'll put it up in the comments. But either way, the Goldcast Nation is coming live and direct every Sunday right in your face. You'll be able to see us. Everyone's wanting to see us. Raymond, you, back me up on this. The Goldcast Nation isn't ready for Rue the Third's vintage 49er gear. They're not ready for this shit. I got so much of it. They're not. I mean, I might be in work clothes when this happens, but I might uh, have time to put on some Niner gear as well. I know I've got some cool gear that you've given me that I've also collected over the years. So, um, but tell them that they are not ready for Rusus III's vintage Forty Nine er gear. They're most likely not ready for your vintage Forty Nine er gear. <laughs> I'm just repeating exactly what you told me to say. You're, you're totally repeating. <laughs> I just, that's all I, I just wanted you to repeat exactly what you yeah, said. That's, all that's I what I did. So we'll we'll see. I mean, next week is gonna. We obviously this this format won't kick in until January. So we're still gonna finish the year out doing the old format. But um, let us know your thoughts on that trajectory. If some of you care, if you don't care, if you're looking forward to it, if you is there something you wanna, if there's any tips you'd like to give us going forward, you know, and what you'd like to see with that particular format, we're certainly open to all of that. No, you know, we're that's that's part of that's part of the part of this, this subscription you know is you get to give your input here we're not going to can't promise that we can use all of it but we're certainly going to listen to all of it so and then take it from there so we'll see i mean tomorrow's another you know sunday is uh sunday to christmas christmas time baby christmas eve so we're going to see what jacksonville does when they come over to here but i think it's not going to be what we've seen i 
I would love to be wrong, but this is a pretty elite team that we're coming against. And their only yeah. weakness is they're a poor passing team. So they're basically a better, they're a better version of the Tennessee Titans where they run, they're run heavy pass second, but Blake Bortles has been playing a lot better. Only this is the best rushing offense going against the best, you know, with coming in the best rushing offense with the best passing defense coming in here. So this is the number one team. They're 10 and four. They just destroyed, absolutely destroyed Houston today. And I know Houston's a terrible team, but you know, I don't expect us to get blown out like that, but I do expect Jimmy G to struggle and I, and I expect Carlos Hyde to play better. I agree. I agree 100%. Um, it's going to be a way tougher game. There's a part of my brain that's already looking towards week 17, New Year's Eve in yes. LA. I'm going to be there. Yes. We're not there yet, though, but yes. This We're not there yet, that and don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but that we will don't be, want to... that'll be a competitive contest, that's for sure. It won't be exactly. what, what happened today. We don't, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but I'm with you. This is going to be a rough one. It, Vegas is already saying Jacksonville minus five, and we're saying as much as that hurts, you probably should take that bet. On the flip side, though, the Goldcast Nation, we are delivering. We are coming live and direct. Every Sunday starting in January, you will be able to see Reese's the third and his co-host, his brother, Raymond Lucifer's. You need to get on it because we are there. And you you already loved us to begin with. Y'all ain't ready. I'm sorry. I'm, Ray, I'm going to just drop it again. You are not ready for Reese's third. You're not ready for my vintage 49er gear. You guys love me. I'm telling you right now. I'm going to put the test out to all of you 49er faithful. You think you got... You think you're a 49er fan? Come come at me with your 49er vintage gear because I am about to drop some gear on you. They're not ready, Ray. I'm talking my, my Joe Knows football t-shirt, my legacy 49ers jacket. I'm talking don't, about, don't, don't spill the beans yet. Wait, wait, you're right, for, the, you're right. wait for the stop, camera to come on and then you can show them. You're right. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop because they're not ready. You guys, you guys, you guys want to come us live and direct? We're coming at you live and direct. But I'm telling you right now, you guys are not ready. For my 49er vintage gear, I'm gonna come at you guys super hard. So if you're a 49er faithful fan and you love the Gold Cast, you better come at us with your straight up hardest gear because Rui Sousa third and his brother Raymond Sousa first, we're coming at you guys with the hardest gear. All right, Raymond. Before we go, you let them know where can they find you. You can find me on Twitter at Ray Solis as well as Instagram at Ray Solis One. Boom. You can find me on Instagram, Rootsleys3, and then on Twitter, Rootsleys3RD. Thank you for our new uh, followers who followed us on Twitter and let us know. Said, hey, we're following you on Twitter. Awesome. Thank you. We're going to keep dropping for you guys. You guys are the best. Thank you so much. The last couple weeks on the Goldcast Nation have been insane, and we want to just drop it. Thank you to everybody who's been following, dropping the comments, supporting not only us, but the Gold Cast, 49er Faithfuls, let's get busy. We got a couple more games. Let's close this out strong. Let's make it happen. We'll see you next time. I'm your host, Rudy Seuss III, and with me is my brother, my co host, Raymond Salisa the first, baby. Boom! We'll see you next time. Same Gold Cast time, same Gold Cast channel. This is, this is the Gold Cast. 